Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Time to open the floodgates on episode 461 of the postgame. Taylor Phillips, Lewis Tenor, follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Follow the Michigan Sports Truth on Twitter at Michigan underscore truth and like the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page. The Michigan Wolverines come back from down as many as, down by as many as, oh boy, eight or so, whatever. They were down 29-22 by seven at halftime. 32-24 with 19-22 left in regulation, and they came back with a 19-6 run, at least, and beat the Loyola Chicago Ramblers 69-57. The Michigan Wolverines are headed to the national championship game, and they will play the Villanova Wildcats. Who take very good care of the Kansas Jayhawks, 95-79. They were ahead by over 10, well over 10, boy, for most of the game. Villanova's a beast. Monday night's going to be interesting. Michigan had better play play 40-plus minutes of great basketball against Villanova. Because Villanova can easily swallow an opposition whole like they did tonight. Michigan for most of the first half, Michigan played one-man basketball, Mo Wagner style. Nobody else stepped up until the Wolverines, until the, until later in the second half, a little bit later. They started stepping up. Duncan Robinson with at least two threes. Then you got Jordan Poole getting his game back, getting it, getting back on his game. So we expected, by the way, a very defensive game because both teams were playing defense, playing great defense. Neither team, however, could hit close-range shots in that first half, especially not Michigan. But the Wolverines somehow made a comeback. They started playing more like a team in the second half for most of the second half than they did most in the first half.
Tony Paul of the Detroit News covers the Michigan Wolverines and the Detroit Tigers, the Michigan Wolverines men's basketball team and the Detroit Tigers, tweeted at Tony Paul 1984, Michigan and Villanova will meet for the fourth time ever, all in tournaments setting, twice in NCAAs, twice in regular season tournaments, Villanova two on edge. Villanova opens as a 6.5 point favorite against Michigan. That should come down a tick, but not a ton. Sounds about right. One of the teams to beat Villanova this year, Butler, coached by Laval Jordan. You better believe he'll be having a long chat with his old boss, John Beeline. That's a clue. Villanova led Kansas 47-32 to at halftime to top that off in their over 10-point leading margin. But why don't we go, go ahead and get the rest of the box score statistics out of the way after the the team stats, actually. Michigan shot 25% from three. Loyola, Chicago, only 10% from three. 10% from three. Michigan shooting a total of 42.4% from the entire floor. From the entire floor, the Ramblers 43.1. Only 11 only 11 turnovers by Michigan. 17 of them by Lo, by Loyola Chicago. By Loyola Chicago. Uh, I'll tell you what. At least half of those were forced turnovers by Michigan and other others were just giveaways. Just nonchalant giveaways by the Ramblers. And people were telling people were saying all over the nation that they were the the Cinderella team this year that, that they could go that could go all the way. Well guess what? They didn't. Only Michigan can stop them, as far as I'm concerned. Michigan Monday night is going to play in, was going to play in number either way is going to play in number one seed. Both Illinois and Kansas were number one seeds going into the final four tonight. Either Villanova or Kansas could have been a favorite going up against either Michigan or Loyola or Chicago, but even Michigan. Can play is an underdog to either the Wildcats or the Jayhawks, but it but it finally comes down to the Wolverines and the Wildcats Monday night at a little bit after 9 p.m. on CBS. 
Tune in, folks. Trying to get the exact time. I believe it's uh, nine eighteen to be exact. That, that's what I was picturing in my uh, in my head. Yeah, and I think the game was on TBS, not CBS. Oh, TBS. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I believe so, because they rotate them right. um, every year. Yep. Yeah, I believe so. I could I could check the guide. Thanks very much, Lewis, for that correction. Thank you. Certainly. Segwaying to the Pistons, they beat the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. My apologies on this. 115-109, to 109, Andre Drummond, 22 points, 17 rebounds, 2 assists. Beasley with 32 points for your Knicks. And the Red Wings beat, the Red Wings shut out the Ottawa Senators, the lowly Ottawa Senators, 2-0 at Little Caesars Arena. Bill Larkin and Andreas Athanasiu score a goal each. Still, two of the bright young stars for the wing wheelers, for the mediocre wing wheelers, who are already mediocre after bowing out of the top five NHL lottery draft picks by winning meaningless games, picking up meaningless points, again like last year. Ken Holland, this is, this is a, the same damn sign, Ken Holland, does not want to rebuild. Chris Hillich wants him to, but Ken Holland is, in other words, saying no. Again, I'm telling you people, there seems to be a disagreement between Chris Hillich and Ken Holland. If rebuilding is the only option for Chris Hillich and Ken Holland is refusing, then something is wrong with that picture, to say the least. Ken may Ken Holland may have to either quit the Red Wings job now or be fired if he can if he at some point at any point disagrees with Chris Illich whoop there goes the loyalty in other words And then you you got the Tigers and Pirates postponed due to I believe snow. Whatever. Why is it? Why the hell is that a big deal? The team stinks. Projected again sixty three ninety nine. I I can repeat this a million times forever. Their pitching has been shit. It was shit last night or yesterday afternoon, whatever. Yeah, but you want to, but fans only want to whine about about a call on a play at the plate that was, it it was clearly safe. In other words, falsely overturned into an out call. But But Jordan Zimmerman, was a shit ball. Jordan Zimmerman four runs on six hits. In six innings pitched. 
I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not good enough. As a starter, striking out eight. But most of their bullpen was crap. Absolute crap. Shane Green, Alex Wilson, what in the name of God? I thought those two I thought those two relievers were were a lot better than that, but I guess not. Not yesterday, to say the least. Oh well. There will be a doubleheader on Easter Sunday, which is tomorrow. One ten and six ten. That's all the Michigan Sports Truth material I have for tonight. Now it's time for Lewis to North National Sports Report before Battlestar Galactica comes on. Lewis, take it away. Okay. All right. Well, we let's see if we can top that. All right. So leading off, we'll begin with we'll begin with the thriller of the men's of the uh, men's basketball doubleheader, and it reads like this. Leading off, we begin this way. Villanova over Kansas, 95-79. Devontae Graham had 23 points, three rebounds, three assists. Eric uh, Pascal, 24 points, three rebounds, and three assists. And in the other game, Michigan over Loyola Chicago, 69-57. Kurt Wing had... 17 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist. Bodner, 24 points, 15 rebounds, and 1 assist. This all leads up to the championship game on Monday. And here's a little bit of a side note uh, concerning with the women's game. Notre Dame will take on Mississippi State in the women's championship tomorrow at 6 (laughs) o'clock. Surprisingly, Notre Dame stuns UConn in overtime. Oh, boy, I was... Well, it shocked me, that's for sure. All right, so now we'll go to the ice. As we come up on just a week to go in the season. The season ends uh, a week from today. How about that? All right, so leading off, it goes like this. The the Rangers over the Hurricanes 2-1. And thanks to that loss, the Hurricanes are now out of the playoff race. Coyotes are beating up on the Blues right now, 4-0 in the third period. It looks to be a winner so far. Uh, Flames are leading the Oilers 3-1, 13-40 to go in the second period. Golden Knights and Sharks are tied at 1 with 3.07 to go in the first period. Bruins over Panthers 5 to 1 and they regained uh, first place in the East thanks to that win. The Red Wings blanked the Senators 2 to nothing. Howard gets his first shutout. Oh sure, now you start winning. All right, the Canucks over the Blue Jackets 5 to 4. And the uh, the Jets over the Leafs Three to one. Uh, continuing, continuing on. The Penguins over the Canadians five to two. And they clinch the as the um, Penguins clinch a playoff berth. The Devils over the Islanders four to three. As Hall gets two goals in that, but we they are not. Um, they have not been declared a 
playoff berth just yet. Well, we'll see. The Stars over the Wild, 4-1. to one. Killingbirds, top of the Wild in that. And the Sabres over the Predators, 7-4. to four. Ooh, A high-scoring game. All right, so now let's check the standings as we draw ever so closer to the end of the season. And the standings go like this. Leading off in the Eastern the Eastern Conference the Atlantic Division, the Bruins are back on top now. They have 109 points with a record now of 49-17-11. The Lightning have more wins, though, even though they're a point behind 108, but they have 52 wins, but they also have more losses. They have 22 losses and four overtime losses, so that's why Boston is ahead by one point. The Leafs are at 101 points at 47, 25, and 7. Panthers are at 39, 30, and 86 points. All the rest are eliminated, starting with the Red Wings at 30, 30, and 11, 71 points. Canadians, 68 points at 28, 38, and 12. Senators, 65 points at 27, 40, and 11. And the Sabres, 25, 41, and 12, 62 points. In the Metropolitan Division, the Capitals have now clinched a berth in the playoffs at 46, 25, and 7, 99 points. Pittsburgh right behind them at 96 points at 45, 28, and 6. Uh, the Blue Jackets are at 44, 29, and 6, 94 points. Flyers, 92 points at 39, 25, and 14. The Devils, thanks to that win tonight, are now at 91 points, 41, 28, and 9. Hurricanes are now eliminated at 81 points at 35, 33, and 11. That has just been uh, just been announced. The Rangers are eliminated at 34, 36, and 9, 77 points, and the Islanders at 32, 37, and 10, 74 points. Also eliminated. Western Conference. The Predators lead all with 111 points at 50, 17, and 11. Jets, 48, 20, and 10, 106 points. Wild, 96 points at 43, 25, and 10. Blues, 92 points at 43, 28, and 6. Also, 92 points are the Avalanche at 42, 28, and 8. Stars, 88 points at 40, 31, and 8. And the Blackhawks, which are gone, 74 points at 32, 37, and 10. In the Pacific, the Golden Knights, 105 points, 49, 22, and 7. Sharks, 44, 24, and 10 at 98 points. Kings, 43, 28, and 8, 94 points. The Ducks are at 93 points at 40, um, 40, 25, and 13. All the rest are eliminated as the Flames are 35, 33, and 10, 80 points. Oilers, 74 points at 34, 38, and 6. Canucks, 30, 40, and 9, 69 points. And the Coyotes, 65 points at 27, 40, and 11. So, now that we are at a week left, let's check those important wild card standings. And it's looking more interesting by the day. All right, and we read it like this. It's a battle for those wildcard spots now, and especially in the East, as it shapes up. As it shapes up. Just a second here. Okay. As I was saying, it's it's a battle between the Flyers and the Devils, the or as I call it, the Turnpike War in this state. As the Flyers are now at 92 points at 39, 25, and 14. And the Devils are at 91 points at 41, 28, and 9. The Panthers are at 86 points at 39, 30, and 8. And the Hurricanes 
are 35, 33, and 11, 81 points, but now I think have been eliminated as well as all the rest. As the Rangers are 34, 30, I have 77 points. Islanders at 74 points. The Red Wings are at 71 points. Senators 65 points, and the Sabres 62. In the West, it's just as tight as well as the Ducks are at 93 points at 40, 25, and 13. Blues are right behind them at 92 points at 43, 28, and 6. Avalanche, 92 points at 42, 28, and 8. Stars, 40, 31, 88 points. And all the rest are eliminated as the Flames have 80 points. The Oilers and Blackhawks have 74 points each. Canucks, 69 points. And the Coyotes, 65 points. And they were out of it long before wildcard contention was even considered. All right, so let's check tomorrow's schedule. And we read this way. All right, leading off for your Easter Sunday, we read this. The Bruins take on the Flyers at 12.30. That's an NBC game. The Predators take on the Lightning at 6. The Devils take on the Canadiens at 7. The Capitals take on the take on the Pens at 7.30. At 9, the Avalanche take on the Ducks. It should be very interesting. All right, so let's go to the hardwood. I have to read like this. Uh, there's a handful of games uh, tonight. There's a big one. There's big ones tomorrow. I read like this. The Pistons over the Knicks, 105-109. Andre Drummond had 22 points, 17 rebounds, 2 assists. Michael Beasley, 32 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. At halftime, Warriors lead the Kings 57-49. Durant has 17 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. Fox, DeAndre Fox, 13 points, 5 assists, and 3 rebounds. The Wizards over the Hornets, 107-93. Dwight Howard, 22 points, 13 rebounds, 1 steal. Otto Porter Jr., 25 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists. Celtics over the Raptors, 110-99. DeMar DeRozan, 32 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. Marcus Morris, 25 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 assists. And in overtime, the Nets over the Heat, that's right, 110-109. Chris LeVert, 19 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. James Johnson, 16 points, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists. All right, so now we're taking care of that. Let's go to the standings here with about two weeks to go. And in the Eastern Conference, it shapes up starting with this. Raptors um, are 55-21, and 21, have a two-game lead over the Celtics at 53-23. and 23. Cavaliers are nine back at 46-30. and 30. Sixers are 45-30, and 30, nine and a half back. Pacers... 10 back at 45 and 31. The Wizards, 42 and 34, 13 back. Bucks, 41 and 35, 14 back. And the Heat are 41 and 36 at 14 and a half back thanks to that loss. Pistons are still on the outside looking in at 36 and 40, 19 back, but they got to hurry. All the rest are eliminated as the Hornets are. 34 and 43, 21 and a half back. They have now been officially eliminated. The Knicks, 27 and 50, 28 and a half back. The Nets and Bulls, 25 and 51, both 30 back. Oh boy. Magic are 22 and 53, 32 and a half back. And the Hawks, 21 and 55, 34 back. The Western Conference. Rockets open up a big lead now at 62 and 14, seven and a half ahead of the Warriors at 54 and 21. Blazers are 15 back at 47 and 29. The Spurs are 44 and 32, 18 back at 18 and a half back. Are the Wolves at 40? 
Wolves and Thunder are 44 and 33, 15 and a half back. And at 19 back each are the Jazz and the Pelicans at 43 and 33. On the outside looking in, we have another log jam here, as the Clippers and Nuggets are each 41 and 35 and 21 back. 28 and a half back are the Lakers, who are done at 33 and 42. Kings, 24 and 52, 38 back. Mavericks are 39 back at 23 and 53. This is ridiculous. Grizzlies, 21 and 55, 41 back. The Suns, 43 and a half back at 19 and 58. I think it's safe to say that your season was over a long time ago. Wow. All right, so... Let's look at the schedule tomorrow. It's a big Sunday in the NBA, as it mostly is on holidays, except for Thanksgiving. Okay, and we read like this. One o'clock game is the Sixers taking on the Hornets. We've got three games at 3.30 here. That's the Wizards taking on the Bulls. In the Texas two-step, it's the Rockets taking on the Spurs, I believe that's the ABC game at 3.30. Good. And the Pacers take on the Clippers at 3.30. we got a bunch of games at 6 o'clock. As the Tragic, I mean the Magic, take on the Hawks. Pistons take on the Nets. The Mavericks take on the Cavaliers. And the Thunder take on the Pelicans. 7 o'clock, Jazz take on the Wolves. 8 o'clock, the Bucks. Take on the Nuggets. 8.30, the Suns take on the Warriors. At 9, the Grizzlies take on the Blazers. At 9.30, the Kings take on the Lakers. I have an update here. Oh, okay. It, it is exactly 9.20 on TNT, uh, on on TBS. Michigan team cast TN, TNT as well. Now, they're both on TBS and TNT, but especially TBS. I was close. I said 19. I was close. <laughs> okay. All right. So now I got some um, MLS if anybody's interested. And we read the scores down like this. That's soccer, by the way. Colorado over Philadelphia 3 nothing In the 65th minute, Seattle t- uh, Montreal's leading Seattle 1 to nothing. Orlando beat my Red Bulls 4 to 3. Thanks a lot. Vancouver uh, beat Columbus 2 to 1. In the Battle of Los Angeles, the LA Galaxy beat the LAFC 4-3. Chicago and Portland ended a 2-2 draw. Atlanta beat Minnesota 1-0. NYFC beat San Jose 2-1. New England blanks Houston 2-0. And Kansas City beat D.C. 1-0. All right. And now for, of course, uh, Major League Baseball. We can't forget about that, now, can't we? So we read the scores, and they go like this. It's still a little bit early for standings, I think, my friends. So just give me like another two weeks or so, and then we'll be ready with the standings here. And we go like this. Leading off, well, the Yankees got their first loss of the year today with a... 5-3 loss over the Blue Jays. Tepper got the win. Pacetis um, got the loss, and Austin got the save. Yuck. Bottom nine, Brewers lead the Padres 7-3. Thames is pitching, and Yelich is at bat. Top of the eighth, Dodgers are leading the Giants 5 to nothing. No one on, no one out. Final here, the Mets over the Cardinals, 6-2. DeGrom got the win. Waka got the loss, and Amelia got the save. Nationals, uh, easy win over the Reds, 13-7. Strasburg got the win. Castellon got the loss. Astros over Rangers, 9-3. McCullers Jr. got the win, and Moore got the loss. Angels over Athletics, 8-3. Shoemaker got the win, and Mageddon got the loss. Indians edged the Mariners 6-5. Karasaka got the win, 
Paxton got the loss, and Allen got the save. Red Sox beat the Rays 3-2. Yuck. Porcelano got the win. Kittridge got the loss, and Kimbrell got the save. Eh, it's early, though. Twins over the Orioles, 6-2. Gibson got the win. Hashnier got the loss. Here was a laugher. The Braves crushed the Phillies 15-2. McCarthy got the win, and Vasquez, yeah, I would say he got the loss. Ugh. In 10 innings, the Cubs over the Marlins, 10-6. Stoop got the win, and Ziegler got the loss, coming from that 17 game last night. Eesh. White Sox as the Orioles, uh, Royals, 4-3. Farquhar got the win. Maurer got the loss. And Soria got the save. Not so well played, huh, Maurer? Ooh. Rockies as the D-backs, 2-1. Shaw got the win. Salas got the loss. And Davis got the save. And as we mentioned, the... Pirates and Tigers postponed. So, let's check the rest of the schedule for tomorrow. And we read like this. All right. And, it's by the way, it's also no April Fool. Oof. Okay. So, we read like this. Twins take on the Orioles at 105. At 107, the Yankees will take on the Blue Jays. 110, the your 110 games are the Cardinals taking on the Mets. The Red Sox take on the Rays. The Cubs take on the Marlins, and the Pirates take on take on Detroit at 110. That's Game One. The White Sox take on the Royals at 215, 305. Astros will take on the Rangers. 405. The Angels will take on the Athletics. 410 games. Indians will take on the Mariners. The Nationals will take on the Reds. Pirates and the Tigers will meet at 6-10 in Game 2. The Giants and the Dodgers will play the ESPN game at 837. 8.30. Well, they're late. <laughs> well, what can I say? I don't make the schedule. Yeah, it used to be 8 o'clock. Well, it's Easter, it's Easter Sunday. Oh, well. All right, so let's read down the uh, news of the day. And we read like this. Kwani Leonard of the Spurs uh, returned to New York for rehab on his right quad injury under the supervision of outside medical personnel, uh, league sources told ESPN. Leonard has been in New York since Monday. Um, I wish I could say this better news, but there's no timetable according to his return. According to sources, time is running out for Leonard to return to the active roster for this season, and optimism has shrunk on him playing in the six remaining games or joining him for the playoffs. Good news is that Spurs are currently fourth in the West with the 44-32 and 32 record. So the thing is, though, that they just may have to play without him, and that could be damaging the Spurs. Moving on, uh, better news for Joel Embiid. The Sixers center underwent surgery to repair a fractured orbital bone that was around his left eye. That's the bad news. However, the good news is, for you Sixers fans out there, he may be able to return in as little as two weeks based on his recovery process. Doctors will evaluate his ability to return, and the Sixers uh, plan to allow Embiid if his injury has been completely healed. Other than that, though, they won't use him. The Sixers have clinched the playoff spot. They are fourth in the Eastern Conference, a far cry from just two years ago when they tied the worst record in NBA history. So congratulations on that. Uh, Blackhawks defenseman Brent Seabrook played his 1,000th game with the team uh, despite that long history, you would think um, that more Blackhawks players would have that um, longevity, but he was only the fifth player in team history actually had that many games for that one team. Seabrook was also selected was selected by Chicago in the first round of the 2003 draft, 
And to his credit, he has three Stanley Cup titles with the Blackhawks and a gold medal for Canada at the 2010 Olympics that we lost, that the U.S. lost in overtime. Thank you very much. I saw that game. Ugh. And he was part of that uh, team that had the phantom goal in the 2010 Stanley Cup win. The phantom goal. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, Wizards point guard John Wall was back with the Wizards tonight after being sidelined for two months with a knee injury. Coach Scott Brooks said that today that he will not have any restrictions on his playing time as the five-time All-Star went through a series of intense practices. Coach Brooks says that he could end up playing both legs on a back-to-back schedule this weekend as he faces the Bulls tomorrow and he has, as he did with the Hornets tonight. Wall had surgery on January 31st and rejoined the team for full practice last weekend. Xavier Musketeers promote assistant coach Travis Steele, that's S-T-E-E-L-E, not S-T-A-L, to head coach. Steele has been assistant coach Xavier for 10 seasons. Athletic director Greg Christopher said it became clear that why Steele is the best head coach for this program. He said Travis has impacted Xavier basketball, the Xavier basketball program, in a number of ways. The, The school... Uh, at the school, no matter if it's in the office, on the court, or in recruiting, Travis brings passion, personality, and leadership skills to the head coaching position, which is really the CEO of the basketball program. He has earned the reputation of being one of the biggest young offensive minds of the game and is one of the future stars in this profession. So how can we argue with that? I mean, really, that's, that's saying a lot for one guy. All right. Uh, San Francisco Giants second baseman Joe Panic made history by becoming the first player to homer in back-to-back one nothing wins. Thursday, he was off against Dodgers pitching ace Clayton Kershaw, and last night against the closer Henley Jansen. It's deja vu all over again, folks. <laughs> That's the first time it's happened. Okay, Vegas is placed. Vegas was placing to say it's bet on like oh Chicago win the NCAA championship. Well, you can throw that now out the window. Uh, since last Sunday, more bets were placed on this overwhelming underdog than on Villanova, Kansas, and your Michigan Wolverines, according to multiple sports books. Get this: about fifty percent of all bets placed. This week at Wyndham Hill and Caesars had them at eight to one odds. Villanova enters this game as the right odds on favorite to win the tournament. Michigan and Loyola were first, and then it was and then Kansas and Villanova. So we can throw it now out the window because Loyola Chicago lost. Good effort, though, so I have to give him credit. You know. Okay, um, kind of a bit of a weird statistic, as as I might think so. LeBron James surpasses Michael Jordan's uh, record of scoring at least 10 points or more, as he now has an 867 games last night. The game was against the Pelicans. James hit the mark early in the fourth quarter on a two-handed slam dunk. He finished with 11 points and was given the game ball. Carmelo Anthony of the Thunder found himself on the bench for the entire fourth quarter and overtime last night. Anthony said, of course I wanted to be there, but it was not my decision to make. I leave that up to the coach. Anthony walked over to the scores table with three minutes in the fourth to check, to check in. He liked him, himself to sit back down on the bench after Jeremy Grant hit a three to go up by six with just two minutes left. Anthony waved his hand at the court after Grant made the three and walked back to the bench and told Donovan to stick with Grant. Though Will Barton ended up tying the game and sent the game into overtime after Westbrook missed the game-winning three-pointer. Anthony stuck back in the overtime session 
and hit a three-pointer to put the Thunder up by two, uh, end up scoring 23 points. But still end up losing to the Nuggets by one point. This was the first time in Anthony's career that he sat out a fourth quarter. But given the fact that he played the entire third quarter, was exhausted. And his previous low for fourth quarter points was three versus the Knicks in 2016, where he was a member at one time. Well, there were games that can end in a short uh, period of time, and there are games that can end in a long period of time. Uh, last night, the Marlins uh, played the Cubs in a 17-inning game that ended 2-1. to one. I thought the game would still be on, actually, as I got up this morning. <laughs> oh, boy. That was... I'll say one thing, though. The pitching has been superb for them. Uh, anyway, to go on, Lonzo Ball was out last night's game against the Bucks with a left knee contusion, but was listed as day-to-day after suffering in the injury in the third quarter of the Lakers' win over the Mavericks on Wednesday and underwent an MRI that had confirmed the injury on Thursday. Lonzo got treatment uh, yesterday, said Coach Luke Walden, says to Today at the team's shoot-around, he said he feels better and will keep receiving treatment. And the trainers will activate him and get him going at some point. And tell us that he can start doing the court activities again, but up, but it's up to them. Rookie Josh Hart, who missed 14 games with a right-hand injury, returned to the lineup without a minute's restriction. So... It's good news and bad news all around. Depends how you look at it. NBA finds um, Bulls center Robin Lopez $25,000 for going off at officials and refusing to leave the court once he was ejected in a game against the Heat. The league announced the fine yesterday for Lopez's behavior in the fourth quarter on on Thursday night. Lopez picked up two quick tech fouls with 8.43 million in the game. And he gestured and pointed as he shouted at the officials as he walked off the court. I can only imagine what he was saying. But I'm too much of a gentleman to say it here. Yankees place outfielder Aaron Hicks on the DL, now questioning to move Aaron Judge to center field and stand to left field. Hicks was diagnosed with a grade 1 strained his ribcage, and was put on the 10-day DL list, but should be able to return in time as they face Baltimore. Currently, he's in Tampa playing in minor league games, attempting to work his way to about 55 spring training at-bats. As for Hicks, he will take three days off before resuming baseball activities before playing just a week later. With the injury, the Yankees recall outfielder Bill McKinley from AAA, Scranton Wilkesbury, who in five home five runs and in thirteen spring training games, not bad. Five home runs in thirteen games, I don't think that's bad at all. Uh, sad thing here: um, former NFL quarterback Mark Rippon opened up about his dealing with depression after. His playing days of the NFL. I have more than his mental health status. And even once had attempted suicide. He opened his problems on TV station KHQ as well as the Spokesman Review, hoping that it leads to more awareness problems from playing football. Ripon said he suffers a complex slew of mental health problems such as dark places, depression, anxiety, poor choices, and decisions, etc., etc. And what brought about the dozens of concussions and thousands of injuries from his, play, from his playing days. That's uh, Ryan told the outlets in separate interviews that he was speaking about the January suicide of Washington State quarterback Tyler Helsinki and the death of a high school principal in Idaho, Troy Shure, who from 
who died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, Ripon also played at Washington State, and his cousin Ryan, who played in the NHL, also suffered from depression, from depression and died of an apparent, an apparent suicide in 2011. Ripon said, let's address the issue now. Let me share my story with others and get rid of the silence that happens when you're caught up in the cycle and don't know how to find help. Ripon said, yes, I've been there. And I think um, a lot of us have been there at one point or another. It's a very serious problem, folks. All right. Just to see if I have anything more coming here. As we're coming up on the midnight hour and um of course. All right. Cavaliers coach Tyron Lue um had returned to uh last night to the Cavaliers, but only to observe and not to coach last night's game versus the Pelicans. That according to ESPN, the plan is to ease his way back to a full-time coaching role over the four-game homestand that runs through Thursday. This will be the first time that Lou will address his team since March 19th. Uh, this was due to medical and rest issues during his leave of absence. Um, he says he'll be using a chef to improve his diet and has been following a steady exercise plan. Lou had been dealing with chest pains and other serious symptoms, such as coughing up blood compounded by loss of sleep for the majority of the season. LeBron said it was encouraging to hear Coach Lou's plans to observe the team and reveal that he has been in contact with his coach during the team's recent road trip. But still, I mean, all these problems he's been having. Okay, Uh, Chicago Blackhawks went to an emergency goaltending situation. Uh, Scott Foster, in Thursday's game, went into the third period as other goaltenders, Anton Forsberg and Colin Della, went down with injuries. Foster, a former college goaltender, stopped seven shots from the Jets in the third period on Thursday night to preserve the win. And he is an accountant by trade. And now he's a star. And now they want to send him to a contract. How about that? All right. um, Steelers running back, LeVon Bell. Here we go. Vented his frustration on Thursday at the apparent negative reaction in Pittsburgh to his contract drama with the Steelers. The star running back received a franchise tag early this month from the Steelers for the second straight year. Tweeted earlier this week, uh, Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert told reporters at the NFL meetings Orlando that the team was putting off talks on Bell and turning the attention to the free agency and the draft. Colbert said the team will continue the dialogue with Bell's representatives at this time, but there was no update on the deal. So we'll just have to wait and see how that works out. Kevin Durant made his return to the Warriors on Thursday after missing six games with a rib injury, but that was short-lived as he was injected with two quick fouls late in the first half, and they're losing to the Bucks. Just before the half ended, Durant had his night end early after arguing with referee Trey Maddox. Durant claims he was fouled on his way to the basket as the quarter was winding down. Durant was battling for a post-up position with the Greek Freak. Durant could not get in front of, in front of him, and that went near the top of the key to, receive, to retrieve the ball. Later, he maneuvered himself around the Greek Freak and drove hard to the basket, though there was some contact and tra- traffic inside the paint. There was no foul called. Continuing on here, Durant, Durant fell to the court and then got back up and got into the face of Maddox 
after promptly being hit with one technical foul. Durant ran toward the official that resulted in the second technical foul, which is the automatic ejection. He claimed he was fouled, but of course, the referee did not see it that way. Now, what can I tell you? What one per what one person sees, another person may see it differently. That's just how it works. All right, so we'll recap some of these other scores before I turn it back over to you. As we finish up on some late night baseball. And there's only a, just about just a few ha- uh handful of games left. And this game was now a final the Dodgers have beaten the Giants five to nothing. So at least they're getting back on track. And the Brewers over the Brewers over the Padres seven to three. And this is the final Rockies over D backs two to one. So now we'll just check the NHL. If we we can here and we have just about I think one game left. Not a few games. We have the Knights now lead the Sharks two to one with eleven thirteen to go in the second period. And all the rest are just about done. Ooh, Coyotes over the Blues six nothing. Ooh. Yeah, where were they all season? And all NBA games are finished. And MLS just a few games to go. So that'll be it for me, and I'll turn it back over to you. All right. Take a look at the box scores while I have time. Again, Michigan comes back. Beats Loyola Chicago, 69-57. Mo Wagner already, had a, already got a double-double in the first half. Wound up with 36 points, 15 rebounds. I mean, 24 points, 15 rebounds. Duncan Robinson with nine points, two of six from three. Chris Matt, Charles Matthews, rather Charles Matthews with 17. Isaac, Isaac Livers, uh, Isaiah Livers, and Xavier Simpson with zero each. Not Muhammad Ali Abdul Muhammad Ali Abdul Rahman with seven. Two starting players for Michigan with each with zero points. Jordan Poole with seven. He was the hero in the round of the Sweet Sixteen with that buzzer beater, buzzer beating game winner from three-point range. Over Montana. So Michigan, the Wolverines, and the Villanova Wildcats Monday at 9.20 on TBS and TNT. Of course, you can listen to it on the radio here in our state on the Michigan IMG Sports Network. Here in my area on 93.7 FM, the ticket in Cadillac, WKAD, here in Cadillac, Traverse City. Thank God I can finally mention it now since I'm no longer on Cadillac's other goobag radio stations. Tell Tell the Theodore family to take a hike. And get out of my face. I don't need their help. I deleted Jen from both my references on both my resumes. So that's going to do it for episode 461 of the post game. Buck Gino and I will be on Spreaker, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Google Play. Episode 310 of the Week in Review at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I believe Lewis and I will be back here on Talk Shoot Monday night at midnight covering the recap 
of Michigan and Villanova. Until then, for Lewis Tenor, I'm Taylor Phillips. Follow me on Twitter at BT2Phillips, the Michigan Sports Truth on Twitter at Michigan underscore truth, and like and share the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page. TTFN, ta-ta for now, bon appetit. Good night and happy Easter and happy Passover to you all. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.